You're listening to the Reversing Climate Change podcast by the team at Nori, the carbon removal marketplace. This is a show about the innovators and entrepreneurs developing solutions to climate change. Hello and welcome to the Reversing Climate Change podcast with Nori. I'm Ross Kenyon. I'm the creative editor at Nori. Today I have with me meme people. (laughs) Uh, Nori does memes. Somehow this is part of my job and how thankful I am for that. And I have the the core of Nori's meme lab, as we call it. I'll start with you, Asa. Asa Kamer, meme author and producer of Carbon Removal Newsroom. Hey, Asa. Hey, Ross. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm happy to have you back. We were on uh, together talking about Carbon Removal Newsroom not too long ago. And we also have our colleague, Siobhan Montoya-Lavender, co-founder at Thanks a Ton and uh, a meme author as well. Hey, Siobhan. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me. Hey, I feel like I'm trying to class up memes by calling people who create them meme authors. What <laughs> what nomenclature do you prefer? I like memeologist. Memeologist. That sounds like mixologist is one of those terms where I'm always just like, can't you just be a bartender? What do you, <laughs> do you have to be a mixologist? Is memes is like that too? What do you think, Asa? Oh man, that's that that's a good question. I guess memer doesn't really that doesn't really have the gravitas of memeologist. The maitre d at Mimi's Cafe. What about that? That might be the stupidest joke I've ever Vito, if we were, if you were trying to put that on a meme right now, I would shut you down. I've been trying to think of the Mimi's Cafe connection there recently. Wow! If you're listening to this and you heard that joke, I can't believe I talked myself into keeping it in, but it's probably gone. <laughs> um, well, we can we can release that later on our Patreon. Oh yeah! If you chip in an extra sixty dollars a month, you can get access to little snippets like that gem. I guess I could start off by talking about why uh, I decided to start doing this and bring you guys in. And then I was thinking we could just review some of the memes and the thinking and just riff on why we do what we do. And I'm sure it will go some wild places from there. Is that cool? I like it. Let's do it. Memes. I feel like people who consume content nowadays, they either want like four hours with Joe Rogan or Duncan Trussell or like one of those shows, or they want it to be like instantly metabolizable for lack of a better term, you know, like a meme, you look at it for a fraction of a second and get it. And we do a lot of this podcasting that ends up being close to an hour or so. And uh, I love memes more than I thought I did. I'll start referencing forms of the meme and I'll feel like an archeologist or like I spend way too much time on the internet. That's probably what it is. I've just spent way too long on the internet for decades at this point. Carbon removal didn't really have that. There's a lot of climate meme accounts, but like everything else, carbon removal is still pretty small. So starting Carbon Removal Newsroom, as far as I know, that was the first carbon removal podcast specifically, like exclusively. As far as I know, carbon removal memes for climate restorative teams, which we just copied the naming convention that was popular probably several years ago. Is anyone still doing that? I don't know, but I just kind of went from there. We had some like rocky starts where a lot of second guessing. I was like, is this the right meme? Is this going to be good? And now we're at the point where we're like, cool, I thought about this for 30 seconds and it made me laugh. So that's good enough, right? Yeah, ship it. (laughs) That's the, that's, I think the prehistory of setting the context decently well. Is there anything you two might add? Well, in case anyone doesn't know, we have a meme Twitter account. Do Mm. we we say that or are we just assuming people know? (laughs) Mm, I think maybe stating the obvious is good. And links to these things are in the show notes. Sorry, Gross. Go ahead. 
Yeah, it, on Twitter, it's at CO2 uh, with, with the number removal memes. Link is in the show notes. You can also look up carbon removal memes. Surely that must be one of the first things to pick up uh, on Google because I don't think there's that much competition for those search terms. But carbon removal memes for climate restorative teens, you can find it. We're pretty active. It's at least every weekday we try to put out a meme or pretty pretty close to that. Sometimes there's more. Hats off to Asa for kind of getting the ball rolling, I feel like, because the reason I started making carbon removal memes was because Asa suggested to the head of air miners that there should be a carbon removal meme channel. When I saw that, I was like, my brain just lit up because I had already been, I don't know, thinking about like humor and getting people interested in carbon removal. And this was just such a fun, creative way to kind of talk about carbon removal that nobody was doing really. And so hats off to Asa for that. And then he posted a few memes and then I was brave enough to be like, okay, I can do this. This is fun. And then, so I started posting some memes and, and I feel like that's kind of where it took off from. Yeah. I'm sorry. My, my retelling of the prehistory was very self-absorbed and focused <laughs> solely on my contributions. <laughs> and now I'm realizing, yeah. So I'm like trying to now think in my head, I'm like, how did I choose Asa and Siobhan to start doing this with me? It's like, oh yeah, because thanks a ton was doing amazing meme work. I was like, okay, Siobhan, we're going to try and do something that's like bigger than just a company specific thing, trying to make like an industry thing. Do you want to come play around with us? Asa, you were doing carbon removal newsroom stuff, but I thought you were also a bit of a meme scholar. Did I see you in the Air Miners meme channel? And I was like, oh, I think Asa can do this. Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, basically. Just to add even more depth to this important history, because um, mm-hmm. this might get looked back on by scholars. Oh, definitely. But they, I think I think Tito and Jason from Air Miners actually asked, it was their idea to do the meme channel. It was not my idea. And I said, sure. They asked me if I'd be the quote moderator. And I said, sure. And I haven't actually done anything to moderate it in the last like year since it's existed. But I do, I do want to retain that title because being the moderator of the air miners meme channel is pretty, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, And I, the way I remember it is just myself and a few other people like John Sanchez were, just posting a few memes in air miners about carbon removal and some different methods that we liked. And it pretty quickly started to feel like, you know, sort of ship posting in the general channel where there's people trying to talk about science and business and have like, you know, real conversations and help their businesses. And so we wanted to have fun with it, but it maybe lacked that, you know, the right time and place. And there was a lot of talk at the time about like, Oh, we should like put it out on social media. And like, this is such a great idea. So I think there was an idea whose time has come. So I'm glad Ross, you know, actually took the initiative and did it. And uh, now we're here. Now we're here. I'm glad multiple people were thinking about it and making some great memes. Yeah, some of Jason's memes cracked me up. John's too. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I'll check with you before I publish this. But John took an internship at Lower Carbon this summer rather than making memes with us. You're lost, John. You're lost. How dare he? What's going to happen to your career now? You know, that, <laughs> those, those career-defining moments, he's going to look back on it with regret. No, I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. You could have been on this podcast rather than working with Chris Saka, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, I think, this is a podcast of kingmakers, just so you know. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be able to do whatever he wants in the world of carbon removal. I feel like he'll well, be able- We should make a meme about it. About <laughs> yeah. carbon. I was joking about it recently. John, you're like a first round draft pick. I'm like, how do I, how do I get in there? How do I sponsor this guy? 
sign you up for a 10 year contract. <laughs> this is, is this too personal for you, John? <laughs> the whole podcast is now pointed at you. Well, he helped me learn a lot because he put that together, that curriculum, oh, not yeah. long after I was like first learned about the Air Miner Slack channel. And he put together his uh, Carbon Removal Academy curriculum. It's so good. And that was pretty seminal for me to just be like, oh, this is what this is. Like to even just kind of put boundaries around what the field is. And I don't know to what degree that that resource is still getting pushed out there, but it was super helpful for me. So people should check that out if you want to learn more about carbon removal is just, I think just Google Carbon Removal Academy. It's set up like a little course and it's very, very uh, informative. Yeah. And you can also find it if you just go through air miners too, but I'll, I'll have links to all these things in the show notes. They're definitely amazing resources. If you do want to learn more about carbon removal, and I think you have to know something about carbon removal to get these memes. I was trying to think we have lots of discussions internally about how focused these memes should be on carbon removal. And the default is niche is better than not. Um, but some of your the, default, <laughs> it's my default. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean, Ross really likes the niche memes. The ones that are, that expect a lot out of people. I think they, they want to rise to the challenge be a part of the in-group and get it for some of the memes. Like I think we made a meme about solar panels or whatever, that was so broad that, you know, someone that is not yeah, working didn't land. Yeah. I feel like, Oh, wait, are you talking about this a specific one of the, no, I think, no, um, I think the broad ones sometimes don't land. Like, I think, you know, there's a level of, there's like a sweet spot, I think between having a joke so niche that only like five PhDs can get it. Although I love making those two and then having the ones that, yeah, make people feel like they're part of the in crowd or, or they, they're in on the joke and, and they could still get it. Yeah. You say like, there's a sweet spot as if we know what makes a successful meme or not, which we do not. We do not. I should say that I believe there's a sweet spot. We have not yet found that sweet spot, but I believe it exists. It exists. The platonic form of the carbon removal meme. We've not, <laughs> we've not got it down removal. to science yet. <laughs> like even this week, Ace and I are big Sopranos fans. And we have a couple ones that are some of our worst performing ones yet. I'm like, is it is it because it's Sopranos? Is it, is, did it just, the timing didn't work or sorry to Asa, I'm, I'm fully behind these memes. They make me laugh. I love all of them. I love Sopranos. <laughs> what happened here? Do you have any idea? I don't, I don't. I've been, I've been wallowing in it. You've been wallowing in it, but, I, but we love them. And really the only, only way you know that they're going to be good is if you like them, right? Like if you don't like them, they're, they're probably definitely not good. Yeah. Yeah. They all made me laugh when I was making them. So I like to think, well, they make me laugh. And that's, you know, an indicator that they'll be popular. And that has not panned out so far. <laughs> it's a good so, litmus test, though. Like, you know, we want to at least make ourselves laugh. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a, maybe it's like a consolation prize where I'm like, well, at least I thought it was funny. God, maybe the was, world rejected it, but I liked it. It's a sad thing for someone in comedy or in humor to, to say, but... Yeah, the most successful one I think is still the trailer park boys meme of the uh I'll pay you a hundred dollars to fuck off of Randy to uh Mr. Leahy. I had no idea because that's who how many people watch trailer park boys? Yeah, a decent number. Some people responded and were were goofing around on trailer park boys, but it's not like the office where most Americans it runs in their bloodstream so thick that how could you ever escape it as a gravity well on culture? Why did that one do well? No idea. Maybe it's because it was referencing, you know, the frontier climate purchases and was kind of referencing a very of the moment thing that a lot of people were talking about. That's just a wild guess. I don't know. Maybe it's just because 
humor with swear words in it is more broad and people oh, just like that. People like that there is an there is an F word in it. We, we, we should A B test that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the ones too that puzzle me, the ones that we try to apply that are deep in internet culture. Uh, and by the way, links to these things are in the show notes, mostly not all of them are going to fit, but if you scroll through our Twitter, Instagram, you'll find these without having to try very hard, but even like the bugs bunny, I wish all blank a very pleasant evening. Uh, one that we did of, I wish all carbon a very pleasant removal did pretty well. I, yeah. Why? I'm but not it, like, sure. <laughs> that's like a, that's like something that came, came deep from the internet. That is just like a weird meme template and it did well. Other meme templates deep from the internet did not. You just keep throwing them out there. And if they make you laugh, that's a good sign. And then hopefully it works, right? Yeah. Or maybe somebody from the audience is going to be like, guys, it's this. It's this formula that you have no knowledge of. (laughs) Probably. I mean, carbon removal is a very interdisciplinary type of topic where you have science and government and people from different sciences and social sciences and like climate advocacy. So by putting boundaries around it, we're kind of bringing together people with from a lot of different backgrounds and probably different cultural reference points. So maybe it's just a harder lift to come up with, you know, references that that group is going to get. There's no existing like, you know, sort of pieces of culture that we know that like our group identity is based around. There's nothing like that. There isn't really a group identity at all, of course, but so, you know, so there is an element of experimentation. We're like, what do all these people share knowledge of? And maybe we're, we're still finding that out. I mean, I come from a, a life of loving comedy, like obsessively. And, and if you listen to the show long enough, you know that there's there's plenty of references to Peep Show and uh, Monty Python and all sorts of things that I grew up. I feel like I grew up watching, like staying up late and watching SNL and then those SNL best of tapes. I feel like I just had on repeat for many years and some of those classics just uh like yeah mike myers and dana carvey and some of those people just adam sandler well they're joyful and they stick in your brain would you say that like if you see a meme that has like new information but it's funny that you're more likely to remember that information because it's in like a humorous format yeah i think so but i also don't want it to be too instrumental either like i think humor is not valued that highly in uh, science or entrepreneurship or policy. I think all those things have this veneer of suitsmanship. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a term I just, I just coined to denote, uh, seriousness, uh, be, Oh, we are very serious scientists. And of course it's, it's deadly serious and in, in so many ways, but well, I feel like you had a good line about this recently, Siobhan, what were you saying that you guys, that thinks a ton, you have like a guiding catchphrase oh yeah that we like take climate change really seriously but try not to take ourselves too seriously there i think that go. was it yeah. Uh, yeah that's words to live by right there <laughs> i think it's i think it's really powerful i was listening to um mel brooks put out uh, a memoir at, at the tail end of last year i was listening to which is maybe i also grew up watching mel brooks movies so what i didn't know about this uh yeah it's called i've got to go read me. mel brooks's memoir <laughs> It's good. I like it. There's a lot of stories where it's it's fun to learn how all these things happen, learn more about the Sid Caesar show and some of those things that, that didn't quite like people who came out of that show. And I'm like downstream of that. So I'm like, oh, okay, learning some of this comedy history. It's good. But he was saying that even getting the producers going, he had to lie in order to, because if you guys both seen the producers. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. All right. So springtime for Hitler, for people who don't know, it's, it's about a shady producer and his new accountant who are trying to, they can make more money from a flop than they can from a success. And so they're like committing this fraudulent act with an intentionally bad play. So Mel, uh, they, they go out and they try to find what's the worst play that's ever been written and let's make it. And it's called springtime for Hitler. And it's just like pro <laughs> pro Nazi <laughs> play, this musical with a very silly uh, song. Of course, it backfires and it turns out to be a huge hit because people laugh at it. But people aren't ready to laugh about Hitler or the Nazis. And Mel said, like, the most important thing I can do and the best way to rob them of their power is to laugh at them and to successfully mock them. So I think there is like a really important role for comedy potentially in climate change as, as opposed to something where it's like optimism and just like being being buoyant or doom scrolling. I think there's a way to productively laugh while doing neither of those things that is maybe useful. This is what I tell myself. Am I no, on I anything? Think, I think you're I think you're hitting on something there. I think there is. There's like the the doom scrolling and then there's like the sunflower optimism. And I think that memes maybe walk a line somewhere in there and there's a role for them for humor and, and comedy and CDR. Well, Ross, you're definitely touching on the way that the Jewish community, which I'm a part of, uses humor to be resilient to calamity and and death and genocide. And I love that. That's a great topic. And I, I it's, it's something that's near and dear to me and is part of who I am. So I think it's cool that you also have gleaned that from the history of Mel Brooks and all these people who, I mean, they were, he was an adult when the Holocaust happened in America, but still witnessing it and witnessing how America didn't, you know, at times do as much as they could have to help European Jews and, you know, anti-Semitism in the U.S. and Europe after the Holocaust and to just witness all of that and then be like, let's go, let's like fucking make a musical about it on Broadway in New York city. I mean, that's just amazing. That's, there's just something that's so cool about that. And I think you're right. I think we should take some lessons of that from climate change. Cause we all know what the, like the main, I guess, like activist climate narratives are just humorless. I mean, right. Like yeah. I, they're, they're pretty serious and it's apocalyptic and it's, you know, it, we either have to be better or we'll all, you know, die. And it's, uh, you know, I think that can be hard to process for people. So maybe giving an outlet, some community voice, that's some narrative. That's not, that's not that, you know, and it's, there's the whole thing about like doomers and like doomerism versus optimism in the climate world. But it's even like, maybe even different than that of just like, yeah, taking our, we're going to take ourselves seriously and take our fear seriously, or, you know, take our, you know, worries about it. Like, as the only feeling or are there going to be other feelings too and do we use that humor as a way to connect with people which actually does i think can be productive so i love that i love what you're what you're talking about and we're definitely <laughs> yeah if we can if we can take any lessons from mel brooks i think we'll be on the right track <laughs> you're basically okay. saying that we need to be more jewish is what you're saying <laughs> nah, up, i don't have up the levels of judaism here <laughs> <laughs> There's a great, there's a great book too. I don't know if you've, you've read it, but have you read it? I think it's called Jewish comedy, a serious history. Have you? Mm, no, I haven't. I, uh, I read it not long ago and it's very good. Um, many of the jokes in there too. I'm just like, Oh, this is sublime. You might enjoy that. And if you like what we just said, that's probably a great book to check out as well. All right. I will. Why don't we keep going through these and let's, let's just talk our way through some of them here. I'll share my screen so you can, we're all on the same page. We're starting at the top of the feed on Twitter. So right now, today, it's July 8th. So you have Tony Soprano in the pool with the ducks. 
<laughs> Three likes. Asa Brutal. breaks my heart in two. So wrong. It's so, so wrong. wrong. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> That's such an important moment in the series. And I feel like just, just as respect to the cultural importance of The Sopranos, people should be liking it. Yeah, and it should press, be wildly popular. Press F to pay respects. Oh, see, we haven't done that. That's, that's deep in internet culture. We and we, we haven't done that one yet either. Yeah. Are you a big gamer, Siobhan? Does that mean I'm, anything to you? I'm not, nor do I watch The Sopranos. <laughs> I, I like it, though, because you oftentimes bring a nice wholesomeness to it, uh, which I find refreshing because Ace and I are definitely deep in that pop culture referential thing. And I feel like you oftentimes help elevate us out of those stupid depths. Oh, oh thanks <laughs> the wholesome the wholesome cred the wholesome i don't know do you agree with that or do you have like a deep edgy side that i'm waiting to see soon no i don't i i think i do make wholesome memes i also think i probably make the most the ones that criticize carbon removal the most would oh, you agree yeah. with that i like uh, the memes i've made i've made some some harsh ones on carbon removal with love i make them with love i feel like it's almost my own way of like disarming my own fears or insecurities about the, about carbon removal or problems within it is to like make a meme and just acknowledge the flaws. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely true. I'm trying to think though of examples of this. I guess you had a pitch the other day about people were saying that carbon removal is still so small. Is that, that's not what I can think of off the top of my head though. Well, yeah, I think the one that I think caught your eye and the reason you probably reached out to me to begin with was the meme girls. Oh um, yes. This is one of the best of all time <laughs> for sure. Which was, yeah, just like basically I don't know. I was, I was hearing a lot of debate around like the different flaws and kind of almost this like light infighting about like what method is best or something. And so I came up with this idea of a meme that, you know, basically calls out all the flaws of carbon removal, but they all have flaws, you know? So it's like, it's not, you know, hating on one over the other. Um, and I don't know. I always feel like those memes are the ones that I personally laugh at the most. And maybe it's because it's like releasing my own, you know, criticism or fears about carbon removal. I like that too. And it's also been a tricky line to to do this channel and also to not editorialize in an improper way or in an... Well, first of all, it has to be funny. There's nothing funnier than a good example is political comedy. Like if it's not funny, it doesn't matter how right you are. It's just bad comedy. <laughs> yeah. um, I remember how disappointing it was after like when Bush was in office, I had like, you know, David Cross and Patton Oswalt. I was like, oh yeah, this is like edgy edgy like left-wing comedy and then obama Don't got elected and i was like Where, where'd everybody go where's the comedy because <laughs> i felt like they they were pulling their punches at that point i was like it took a while for it to kind of come back but yeah i think you absolutely have to keep that in mind and we don't really have like that strong of a point of view uh, are we trying to convince anyone of, of anything i don't think so i mean i don't i certainly don't think we like overvalue any one solution or anything i think we're pretty agnostic i would say I don't know. Would you guys agree? I think we're pretty agnostic. And then I think like when I think about making humorous content around carbon removal, I don't think I'm trying to convince somebody of the joke necessarily or the, the like the niche, whatever I'm talking about. But if somebody sees it and is now more interested in carbon removal than they were before, I oh, call yeah. that a win. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. I think the point of view or the thing we're trying to convince people of is that carbon removal is real important and like worth thinking about and like other people are thinking about it and there's things to reference. So I wouldn't say there's, I wouldn't say we're not trying to convince people of anything. I would say we're trying to be like, this exists, like think about it. You know what I mean? Or like there's yeah. some, 
culture here if like there's some joke about it and a lot of people are like paying attention to it which hasn't been happening the last few days but hopefully we'll bounce back <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure it will it's only a matter of time but it isn't like we came out with the all right this week we got to convince people that the permanence concerns are overblown for such and such methodology like i've never no we're, we're not saying that <laughs> in the writer's room yeah <laughs> no i feel like the goal we're trying to serve the professionals who are working in the carbon removal space like like okay one of our bigger fans this is public so i don't think he'd matter me saying it it would bother him in any way but julio friedman julio alumnus of the podcast from way back when one of our first guests you're all over this meme channel the fact that i am uh in some ways as a carbon removal illuminatus as christoph used to say making your job more fun or making it feel like we have a community in some way. I find that to be a rewarding thing. And I also hope that people see this and say like carbon removal could be a fun industry or sector that has a sense of humor. It has a culture, as you said, uh, Asa, I hope it helps grow the space too. To what degree it actually does that? I'm not sure, but I wish we had data on that, you know, cause I, I also love it when like, you know, big names and carbon will like our tweets or follow us or something. And it's like, cool. Like, you know, that's really exciting. But I wish we had data on like, well, how many people that had no clue about carbon removal, like found carbon removal through memes? Um, that would be really, really interesting data to have. I think so too. And maybe like a downstream effect too. I don't know. It's hard to measure this one, Siobhan. I don't think you can really. But I think being somewhat self-deprecating or admitting when you don't know something or that all methodologies face certain kinds of trade-offs. And I think a, a, a space of, having enough humility to to grapple with that productively is useful. It probably makes it more tolerable, at least for me to swim in this space. I don't know if you feel similarly, but plus one, plus, plus one. one, the mean girls one certainly set the bar high though. <laughs> and early. Anyway. I told you when I, when you asked me about that, I was like, that's my best one, man. I'm not going to, I'm not going to surpass that. But if you still want me to make content for you, I'm on board. Yeah, single that one out, editor listening to the show right now. That's one that deserves its own <laughs> dedicated link in the show notes. Okay, let's scroll through. All right, we have Junior telling Tony that he never had the makings of what, like a pro ball or a college ball player or something like or that. A varsity athlete. Varsity athlete, that's it. Yeah, I remember the scene. Space elevator. Yeah, we love these jokes about... We have like hard time with Poe's Law where you, you need the joke to actually read as ridiculous enough to make... Like we want to do like bad carbon removal business ideas and methodology ideas, but basically all of them are kind of weird to start with. So how do you make one that actually is weird enough where people say, aha, this is clearly making fun of a bad idea that doesn't exist. <laughs> so we, we just landed giant tubes to space and space elevators. Is there any yeah. other option for us? <laughs> Let us know in the comments. Tell us, what's the worst carbon removal idea you've ever had? Mine all involved giant tubes. And they have from the start. Actually, I think we had Jane Flagle on um, back in the day. And I asked her, which in hindsight is frankly ridiculous. <laughs> Why can't we just have a giant tube to space? Well, this, uh, this poly one did better. CO2 stuck in the air versus CO2 vibing in a circular economy. Got some love here. There's some circular economy fans, probably, you know. <laughs> I got a Paul Knox responding. <laughs> I like that with, reply, yeah. I don't know if I understand it. I think it's, is it Michael Douglas? Who is that? I don't know. Well, whoever it is, laying on a rock, sunbaking, saying CO2 going back into the lithosphere. Yeah, I got that he was like the next layer 
and for rock, you know? Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Uh, this picture of James Gandolfini with SpongeBob, the first time I saw it, I think it was one of the one of the funnier like time capsule kind of photos. We were like, wow, what a what a moment in history. <laughs> Tony so Soprano good. and SpongeBob. <laughs> I worked at a summer camp years and years ago, and we had this kind of posh French kid who was sent over by his parents to be immersed in English. And he's like, do you know Bob Leponge? I was like, what? <laughs> Bob Leponge. I was like, oh, Bob the Sponge? Sponge gone Bob, <laughs> Bob Leponge. <laughs> Never, I wonder where he is. Godspeed, you brilliant young man. <laughs> <laughs> he has good taste. He has good taste. Yeah, I'm glad that one made it across the pond. Yeah, this, this one did pretty decently here of uh, the air horn. Is this, who's this DJ Khaled? Is that who you said? Yeah, he's the one doing the air horn. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. This is like us making fun of ourselves too. Being like, haha, we're mean people. We're just, <laughs> somehow we're involved in this space. <laughs> yeah, those are my favorite too. I, I guess I just like the self-deprecating ones in general, whether it's us or carbon removal. Um, those are the ones that make me laugh out loud. I laughed out loud, I said, when I saw this. Yeah, I think humor does a good job of disarming people and, and pointing it. I feel like a lot of times when we've been stuck on a joke, sometimes we've had to reconfigure them because they felt mean. You're like, why is this pointed at like someone or some group in some improper way? It just doesn't feel like it's in the spirit of it. But sometimes if you yeah. turn that back on yourself, it becomes very <laughs> funny. Or, yeah, it clicks. <laughs> Have we run a single meme that was critical or or uh, nailing someone in that way? I guess people who don't believe in carbon removal or they're only on the decarbonization side, I guess, probably. But I don't feel like we've been mean about it. I think we've certainly tried not to be meme. I think you have a good, like, you know, pulse if it's reading as meme or as meme. Haha, <laughs> Freudian slip. If it's reading as mean or not. It's okay to be pointed, but it's got to be over the over the curve. It has to be funny enough to compensate. Like if it makes the joke way funnier, maybe it's okay. But oftentimes I don't feel like it helps anything. I think it kind of just turns people off and we're supposed to be like letting people release something, right? Not right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think we, I think there's some dark ones, but I really like that. And I feel like you I'm and Ace especially are like not afraid of the darkness. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know, is that going to be too dark? Is that going to hit with people? And then it, it resonates and people like it. So I like those ones too. Like the be, Titanic one. Dude, the Titanic one is also one of the greatest hits, but that's dark, but not mean, right? No, exactly. It's not like targeting any one person. It's not mean, It's but it is like, it's dark. Why don't you tell, tell our audience what, okay, what is that it's, it's We'll scroll down and find it so I can it's, visualize it's it. Pretty it's pretty far Jack, down. It's Jack yeah. and Rose. Rose is on the door at the, you know, outside of the Titanic when they're drowning, when he's going to drown, you know, freezing. It's like, what is it? Is Rose doing her part to add like, like biomass to the deep ocean floor or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Pretty. I mean, that was Asa. Asa, you pitched that. And we're like, is this too dark? Is this too weird? We're like, no, Asa, it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrific stuff. Yeah. It's it's an identifiable moment. It's a touch point we all remember. Definitely. This um Life of Brian one I have of the the stoning. Biochar is a running joke too in the meme lab, mostly because I hope anyone listening doesn't take offense to this. Don't send me an angry email. Hopefully you can laugh at yourself about this, but there's something about biochar people that is intense. And, and oftentimes it's like, 
like that's a funny you're a funny community like you're of, of all the people who are interested in families of methodologies the the biochar people are the most intense or it's like it can be used for anything you can use it as toothpaste if you want to there's literally no cost to it it helps literally everything we could basically do everything with biochar and the numbers of like weird messages or pitches or interactions i've had with biochar people versus everyone else <laughs> is high it's high i so love like you but it's high it. And so biochar has been a running joke. Like here, me when I accidentally criticize biochar online, and then of course, John Cleese getting obliterated by a stoning. <laughs> <laughs> also, biochar I feel like had a cult following even before like oh yeah carbon removal was a thing and was yeah. like something people were looking at. Like it's it's been uh, there's it's it, there have been people passionate about it for many years. Yeah. Passionate is one way to put it. Uh, <laughs> biochar is rad. We love biochar. Is, biochar. <laughs> we're doing a show. We it took us a couple of tries to make some on our own, but I, I have a kiln and I've made biochar, and and it's, uh, so that that show is coming soon as well. I've been able to temper my uh, exuberance, perhaps greater than some. One of our other running jokes we should probably talk about here too is I love these ice age jokes, which. <laughs> came about because I had a friend who, uh, kind of a friend of me or an acquaintance. We used to be closer, but I feel like we aren't anymore. And when he heard about Nori, it's like, you're just going to create a new ice age. You're going to remove too much carbon. And then we're going to be, have a different problem. I was like, okay, I'd like much rather have that problem than <laughs> this one, but okay. But I see it every once in a while as a criticism. And it's always a gotcha criticism. It's always like, gotcha. Trap. <laughs> what are you going to say now? And so we have like a number of ice age memes. We do. And it's funny because like we, we have to talk about this now that we lean into it and we put like, you know, post-apocalyptic ice age images and people still don't necessarily get that we're kidding. There's a joke that only works if you spell it out, but I've wanted to, it's like something like the problem with satire is that people don't realize it's an ancient Greek demigod. And I'm like, it's a joke about satyrs, right? Like S-A-T-Y-R. I like it's not that funny. It's not that funny, apparently, but I was like, that's a, okay, okay. The fine guys, thanks. That's what happens when I fail a pitch live. Get that out. <laughs> yeah. When, he, when it dies in the room, I don't know. Okay. It's okay. They're getting like I a real cry. life experience of the meme lab. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those jokes I thought of like 10 years ago. I'm like, oh, this is delicious wordplay. Oh, this is so good. And it's like only funny to me, whatever. <laughs> They'll love it on Greek mythology Twitter, Ross. Yeah, they will. I mean, that's a real, we should have a crossover post. Oh, and niche. niche, yeah. Here we, I'm looking at this one from uh, the office of, this is another good exemplar because it's Pam telling Michael to stop dating her mom and uh, <laughs> stop removing carbon. You know what? I'm going to start removing it even harder. <laughs> and the joke is that it's, uh, you know, a very, very long time ago to put it lightly alligators and palm trees existed in the arctic circle and then wanting to go back i'm always pushing for these deep time jokes i'm like they're funny that one took us a lot of work though like for oh for people listening God. know that this went oh. through like 11 drafts before we got to this oh man some of them what, what's your expression for this siobhan i always think of it it's like first take best take what is it is that right yeah pretty much yeah oftentimes your first instinct is correct but for this one it took we were like, is this too mean? We thought about maybe making it a geopolitical joke about farmers wanting to farm in the Arctic Circle. We're like, is that, <laughs> yeah, is yeah. That... Maybe we like overanalyze our own, you know, like 
we're maybe too risk averse and like offending anybody. I don't know, but yeah, we went through like lots of variants of like, what's funny, but not offensive, but also niche enough that people will, you know, realize it's a joke, but not so niche that other people won't get it. And, and we landed on this one. So here it is the fruits of our labor. Yeah. I think we originally were pointed at environmental organizations who are categorically opposed to carbon removal. This is a good example of one where we were like, toying with being more direct or more like uh, aggressive maybe with like people who disagreed with us but we're kind of like is it worth it do we really want to go there and like i feel like we've had that conversation a lot of like there's so much divisiveness and sort of back and forth and anger on social media especially in like the climate space and part of it hopefully with the memes we can like rise above that a little bit and provide something other than that and so it's like we really want to go down that road even though maybe if we did, maybe those would be more popular. I feel like that's the kind of thing that like on some level gets more viral is like something that's more conflict oriented or us versus them and tribalistic. And it's like, maybe we should just go lean into that and, and we'd, we'd get more attention. But I think we've consciously tried to not be like that because it's just kind of, I don't know, it's not as fun, I guess. One of the memes I've, I've wanted to make, I think since the start has been I mean, I guess we could do this basically whenever because it doesn't, it isn't reliant upon this person releasing anything, but yeah, Mark Jacobson, famous critic of carbon removal in Toto, doesn't think it's worth it at all. Doesn't think the math works at all. I wanted to have it just be like, it it would be like text at the top that would just say like, it would be like someone criticizing carbon removal in general. And it would just be the clip from Tommy Wiseau in the room saying, oh, hi, Mark. And but. But it expects a lot out of people to make that link to be like, oh, this is about Mark Jacobson. So like, I know he's like this person. I'm like, what's the right form of it? And I'm like, it's not actually making fun of him or saying that he's a jerk or something. It's acknowledging that this is this exists. But would he take it in good stride? It's a deep I don't cut, but you should just make it. We can always veto it later in the writer's room. True. Very I'm true. a believer in just make it. If you have a, a sliver of an idea, just make it. It's hard to come up with ideas. That's the hardest part of me making is just like getting that first thought, that first idea. So go for it. Those ones that are uh, like repeated gifts that have audio though, we did one of um, early on, one of the first ones I was like, oh, this is kind of pointed. I was trying to make fun of conventional offsets. And it took the clip from Indiana Jones saying, that belongs in a museum. <laughs> and <laughs> trying to say like, it's old and like you shouldn't use it maybe. But it's very much like the you're the man now dog loop switch did you guys grow up with that no question mark i don't know that sounds familiar (laughs) really really dive in here it was just a a website that you would click on or go to and it would be i think it's from finding forster i think is the movie it's just sean connery saying you're the man now dog just like like over and over and over again like so it doesn't read that well on the contemporary internet to just have you're the man now dog, but Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Like, is that, is that <laughs> funny? Does it even work? I don't know. That's what TikTok is, isn't it? Do TikTok do like super short, repeated sound things like that? I guess I've heard that's some slightly too short. Maybe that's slightly too short for it. Slightly too short. I mean, here's, here's one that kind of bummed me out a little bit, which is the, Lucille Bluth saying, I love all my children equally later that or earlier that day. I don't care for Job. <laughs> <laughs> and all I do, so, uh, how do I say the actual acronym, Siobhan? Bikers. Biker- I, asked, I asked Kara to confirm. <laughs> Bikers. 
not intending to criticize whatsoever. The joke here is that Lucille is a bad person <laughs> and not nice. And not We even quoted Job in the caption of, come on! <laughs> I was hoping that would stem any criticism, but then someone accused us of the same person. I think if they're talking about us, advocated a ton of tree planting as a way of criticizing us, but we inverted the form of the Lord of the Rings one one cannot simply walk into Mordor and we just been one can simply plant trees. We made a meta joke about change. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> or we tried to make a meta joke, I guess. <laughs> it's like the thing about irony, the thing about satires, people don't realize, blah, blah, blah. You're just like, ah, I hurt my spirit for the irony not to be detected. <laughs> Same with this one. Here's to a zero PPM future. And the caption is, this is the future carbon removers want. Obviously a zero PPM future would mean the end of all life on the planet. <laughs> It doesn't even make sense. And someone says, is it really though? No, it's not. It's not really though. Yeah. Well, so we can't let them win. I, we should, we shouldn't give them too much time or attention on our, on our podcast. I mean, am I sounding like sour grapes over here? I don't know. Well, That's I think we all agreed that the best course of action was not to bother responding because the only way to respond is to explain the joke. And then you're the idiot who explained your own joke, you know? Yeah. And that's not funny. That's not, that's not a cool thing to do. I feel like that's also part of the in-group thing. It's like, if you get it, you get it. But if you don't, I can't force you to get it. We can't like bring Comment you away. <laughs> Comment away. No. Hmm. Oh, that's, a, that's a great wholesome one that Asa did that um, oh, Michael yeah. Scott. I love carbon negative economies. Love to be part of one someday. <laughs> we just get so much, make so much hay off of Steve Carell's like hilarious faces. I've actually been listening to the Office BFFs book that Angela Kinsey and Jenna Fisher. So I've been like reliving those backstories. <laughs> yeah, but this one I feel like requires knowledge of the Office to some extent because uh, the joke here is I love inside jokes. Love to be a part of one someday. <laughs> it was like the saddest. <laughs> it's one of the funniest lines ever. It's so good. It's, it's great, but it's it's just like a what a lonely what a lonely joke that is. So I'm amazed that one did well and read for, or maybe just everyone seeing the office and it's fine. That's one of the, that's one of those lines where you, you can like I, I can still hear exactly how he said it. You know what I mean? Like I can his line read is so perfect that it's like implanted in my like he's kind of like half whispering when he's like love to be part of it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. So I I'm, I can't be alone. Other people have that great association with it. Uh, no, as soon as I saw the meme, I knew exactly what he said and how he says it. And my sense memory of it is strong. It's funny. This one, well, Richie, Richie's not here. Richie sometimes chimes in with memes because he's a very funny guy. Works at Nori, longtime employee at this point. Uh, carbon leaving my body when someone reminds me that we are made of carbon. That happened on one of these. We've had jokes about removing all the carbon. Some of that zero PPM one. And someone was like, you're made of carbon too. Gotcha. What do you say to <laughs> yep. that? And we're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Those, so I feel like being pointed about that or like common objections can be can be kind of fun or good grist for the mill. What about like CO2 is plant food? That's another one of those like climate denial online memes that people respond with. Have you guys seen that? It's like, yeah, for sure. All the plants will die. We have. So maybe we, we need to do some memes about that one. That kind of pointedness doesn't rub me the wrong way at all. Cause it almost, it does feel like if you can't, if you're not on, on side on that one, then like, totally, I don't know that we can 
do anything together. <laughs> like at That's all. Yeah. It's also just like silly. Like, I, you know, we don't want to be too mean, but like, you really don't understand if that's if that's the point you're making. You're you're really missing the uh, you've lost the plot a bit. So it's it's kind of funny. That's funny. So you should go go forth and make that one. All right, I will. I'll do my best. <laughs> Give it a shot. There's something there. Uh, here we have this King of the Hill one. <laughs> I love this one. Yeah. Are y'all with the cult? It's not a cult. It's an organization that promotes the removal of CO two from the atmosphere and oceans. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> This is good. It's also self-deprecating. I feel like it is making fun of carbon removers and people people enjoyed that. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all a little bit on the biochar spectrum, you know, like we're all, we all do this and spend our lives and time doing this because we, we think this is something exciting and special. And, you know, there's a, there's a level of, of cultishness to anything that's so, so early stage and niche, right? You got to be a pretty big fan to be in carbon removal right now. It's a good point. I think that's true. Although it's less and less true seemingly as every day passes, right? Yeah, I know what you mean. But I think, you know, you see all these big purchases or these big investments and announcements and it's fantastic. But then I kind of remind myself that like 99% of people don't even know what carbon removal is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's definitely true. This guy, Jack Andreessen, I'm going to assume that's how I say your name properly. You're, you're a meme lord, confirmed. You're just all over this page. I'm glad you like goofing yeah. around with us. It's fun that also, Jack, you like to talk trailer park boys. So that was fun that you uh, got so excited <laughs> about that one. Yeah, yeah. Come engage with us, people. We like when people meme us back. Yeah. I've been trying to, whenever I see carbon removal companies or organizations or just individuals posting memes, especially if they're original content, I was just like, oh, cool. Like we should share this and try and amplify it because we're like the goal of this is not. I mean, like Nori, Nori sponsors this page and, and and pays for it. And I work at Nori, but also the purpose of this is so much bigger than just a company. It's like we're trying to make a space that's inviting and fun and you know, has a culture. And Yeah, uh, heck yeah. That's why when you were like, do you want to come make memes for us? I know you're already making memes for thanks a ton, but do you want to make them for us? And I was like, yeah, of course I do. Like, I want to put more and more memes out there and and workshop them with fun people and laugh about it. And Yeah. There's no downside to that. There's, yeah, I don't think there's a lot of competition in the meme world. Yeah. Sometimes we'll have people though that maybe are like not wanting to be a part of Nori content because they've they're like suspicious maybe of the commercial interest that's a part of it, which I'm always fine to like disclaim if people are like, oh, I'll be on the podcast, but I want to say at the start of it that I like don't really think market solutions or VCM matter or i don't like agriculture as a climate solution i'm always fine to let people say stuff like that or whatever i feel like the content we're trying to make is not as instrumental or as as immediate as people think it's not like this converts to units sold let's just say that (laughs) i don't think that's the right way to understand (laughs) content marketing or (laughs) but that concern is definitely out there i want to talk about this one real quick because this is one that this, this is, is your one personal the, best of. <laughs> personal best. I think Ace and I were like a collab on this one of the guy with the dominoes where you watch a single carbon removal video with Elon Musk and it leads to YouTube thinking I want Joe Rogan episodes on alternative Egyptology, <laughs> which has definitely happened to me where I'll be like, I'll like watch one sus video on YouTube and then I'll get an ad being like, 
the Ayunaki are after our gold and our women. And you're just like, what the fuck? What? I love this meme because I think it's so true. It's just the yeah. truth shines through. You really can't get away with anything on YouTube. You can't slip up at all. No, they're, they're like, they oh, cool. You. you watch this for longer than six seconds. We know what's in your heart. Yeah, anything <laughs> dumb. And it will keep showing up on your homepage for years to come. Dude, I made the mistake one time on Instagram watching like a beautiful woman play the bass guitar and she was amazing at it. And now YouTube just thinks I want to watch beautiful women play the bass guitar like nonstop. <laughs> I'm like, come on, like I don't I don't need this content. Why are you constantly trying to get me to watch this? <laughs> Clicks on it again. <laughs> uh, I've noticed that I've been getting more memes in my Twitter feed. Oh, that's fun. So I mean to be fair, I do love memes and I like like them and post them, but um I'm noticing that that's now I'm getting memes from like random things I don't care about. Yeah. You're like bad content marketing, trying to get you to buy something or something. Yeah. This one also kind of broke my heart because I thought it was funnier than the attention level it got <laughs> of the blue carbon meme of Michael yelling, where are the turtles? That's a deep cut though. You clearly must be a serious office fan, Asa, to pull this. <laughs> It says five minutes after investing in a blue carbon project, and it's Michael screaming, "Where are the turtles?" <laughs> what I'm like giving like a gift basket to a customer, and they didn't end up is, coming yeah. back to them. Yeah, he wants it back. <laughs> yeah, he wants it back. This is. We've done so many office ones. It's great. I love how that's just sort of on its own, but become a theme for us without any without us trying to do it consciously. Uh, it's almost certainly the most popular sitcom, at least of our generation, like millennials, right? Is there anything that even comes close? At least that came like at the same time as us. Not like, I mean, lots of people still watch Friends, but that was like the previous generation pretty much. Yeah. This next one was one of our greatest hits too, of the me making a net zero pledge for 2030. And then Angela surprising Dwight. And his elbow. And yeah, that's a yeah. good one. What other ones stand out to you here? I'll just start scrolling and stop me when you want to talk about one. I really like this one. This is an example of a really good science meme. I was proud of. This one also took a huge amount of work. That was another collab one. Yeah, like we all really dug into this one. And, and again, these this is the fruits of our labor after trying 12 times. Man, it's so many revisions, but I was really happy when we cracked it. Who cracked it? Was it... Was it I think it was AFA. I think I came up with the original format and it just wasn't as funny. And then he was like, Ooh, let's throw in like the whole concept of like ocean off gassing. It was a team effort. It was a fellowship, if you will. Uh, (laughs) Well, thanks so much for being on the show. It's so fun working with you on a regular basis and having a writer's room and be pitching memes. I'm amazed that I slash we get paid for this. Pretty cool. Could you imagine a more fun job than that? Honestly, no. (laughs) pretty good <laughs> I'll, make, I'll make a meme about how lucky we all are <laughs> yeah it's true yeah it's it's silly uh, but anyways there's links to uh all of our channels the the books and various uh things that we reference are in the show notes uh thanks so much for being here thanks for listening and uh, give us a great rating and review on apple Podcasts or spotify and thank you again for being a fan of the show Thank you so much for listening. If you could please subscribe and give us a great rating and review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify, that'd be much appreciated. It helps us get our content out to more people. You can sign up for our newsletter at nori.com, follow us on social media, and we will catch you next time.